We are on point today. We got it hot today. We hot. are fucking ready to it. kill it. All right. You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Hmm. Steve, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Oh, gross. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky. Luciano. Right, ladies and gentlemen, you tuned into the greatest show on earth. Woo! It's a hard luck show coming at you from the bunker. Sitting across from me, my co-host, my partner is Yeah! Chumahan Bone, American Indian. Yeah! As cold as ice. Elegant Barbarian. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Southern! Californian, yeah, bringing the hits once again, my friend. Come on, you never paid the price. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Paid the price. No, come on. I've seen it before. Time, come on. Come on. Dude, that was like the proper Man, use of rock and roll and fucking synths right there. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, Am I wrong? Absolutely. Oh. There were people getting it right, you know? Oh, for there sure. There was a lot of people scared away, but there was some people that were really getting it right, right. I fucking, when that shit, I don't know what it is about what Foreigner's doing, bro, but when they fucking, when Foreigner comes on, it's like a fucking. You know what? You know, I know something, and 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 there's a lot of electric ELO that's like that too. Oh, that's like that ELO is you know? my jam. I don't <clears throat> fuck around with that. But I don't even talk about it. That's how dope that shit is. Um, yeah, Doug. I was watching a documentary just recently, and they were talking about how uh, I think it was Rush. Yeah, and Rush was like. Rock and roll. And then they went boy synthesizer. Right. And dudes were like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? All of a sudden, it looked like a fucking, it looked like a Depeche Mode concert, but you're really at Rush. You know, they're like, went way off the rails. Anyways, on, on audio, our dear, dear, dear partner, Old Blue Eyes himself, Sean Lewis, certified audio professional, engineer for the show. Triple T, triple T, triple yeah. yeah. Let me guess. Yay yeah, area. Well, yes, yeah, I guess. See, I'm learning. <laughs> Yay yeah, area. This is some NorCal. Let's see if I can. Let me hit you with another. Let's see if you can name this artist. Name this artist. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with another one, Stephen. Let me All see. Right. All right, here we go. Shh, everybody, just calm the fuck down. We're in the okay. middle of a music. We're in a money in the middle music style. Here we go. 
Yeah, it's hypey. He's getting hypey in here. Wait, I think you might be able to guess who it is. That was Dre Mac. Dre Mac? Mac Dre? Mac Dre. No. How about this? How about this? How about that was UKG. How about this one? Because we on that motherfucking level. What the fuck was that? What? Come and get some. What? Because I'm going to keep on spitting till these limits come out. Then I'm going to keep on spitting till the cotton is mouth. Dude. I'm keep on spitting till I'm hot in the mouth. I don't know what that is. I don't know where that guy is from. Hey, show him, show him the <laughs> one. Listen, listen. I don't know what's <laughs> Hey, show him the signature one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yay Area Anthem? No, no, it's not. It's, that's not the one, is that's it? not the signature one? It's the signature. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Bro, bro, no. Bro, no. Bro, that's oh. special. Yeah. Oh, this is fucking what you say. This is salmon, bro. King salmon. I'm allergic to salmon, motherfucker. I break out in handcuffs when I eat salmon. I break out in handcuffs. Yeah, anyway. So yeah, later. <laughs> you guys are gonna put his album out. Oh we are. Yeah. Oh we are. We are. And <laughs> Salmon's gonna report in about his reaction to the fan art. You know, we got fans that are putting out the art, Raul, graphics. Raul, gra- uh, the graphic designer, is yes. the one who designed that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. yeah. And then, check this out. Whoa. I heard Raul, Raul might make music, too. Oh, Raul really? graphics might make music, too. Dude, when I put that up on my Instagram, uh, I had a ton of people that were like, I want to rap battle King Salmon. Yeah. Get zapped out. Yeah, and another <laughs> Steve's face. He hears. Do you that. know the movie Zapped? Yeah. Oh, yes. I love that. that's okay, like okay. a great movie. All right, all right. Just Basically, sure. the idea is it was Scott, that's kind of what that reminded me of. Scott Bayo. Yeah. Right. That album art kind of reminded me of that in a sense. I think that that actually is maybe the unconscious or subconscious gen- gen- genesis for King Salmon's Get Zapped Out. He thinks it's Tesla, but gen- deep down, what he really wants is an invisible mental power that could unhook women's bras and make tits fly out. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. Sean? Is that what yeah. Zapped was? That's what it... Yeah, dude. I mean, Zapped? That was Scott the, Bayo? That was the reason I rented the, the uh, beta oh. for VHS. Dude. Twice, and he was there both times. Who, Scott Bale? Mm-hmm. You, were at, you were at the mansion? Hey, dude. Twice. The Twice. Playboy Mansion. What, what time period are we talking about? 90s. 
Get on the mic, man. Get on. This is serious shit. Can you get on the mic? This is serious shit. Can you get on the mic, please? Can you swear the witness in? Yes. I was talking about the mansion. A couple times. Okay, go ahead. I went in. I went in the two thousand, early two thousands, like two thousand four, five. Okay, somewhere there. And I went in the nineties, also. With uh, I went there for a party. Me and and uh, my boy Jerome Dahan. I got pictures of all that. Jerome Dude, Dahan. I love, that's I my cousin. It. I'm Chumahan. That's Jerome Dahan. That's my right. Name. There you go, my dear friend. <laughs> I love you can name you 2004, but like in the 90s, you're just like uh, it was just sometime in the 90s. I don't well, know. it was yeah, it was a little different. Uh, I sh- I was there sober once, and I was there high once. Right. But uh, uh, me were, and him, he cre- he's the guy that was was uh, he's the guy that created um. Uh, one of the guys, he's created seven, and then he did Citizens Humanity. Okay. It was me and him went and had a fucking blast, a great time. Oh, and that God. was in 2004, 2005. Was it- then I went another time, and Everlast played. And Everlast invited me and Esteban went and a couple other friends, and Everlast played. Oh, it was badass. So I was there twice at the Playboy Mansion. Okay. And Hugh I met once, quickly. Right, and uh, I feel like that guy go. meets a lot of people quickly. <laughs> Fuck right. yeah! Like everybody wants to be like, "What's up?" And he's like, "Hey," and I he doesn't know. He... I just did it out of respect. I didn't really have anything to say. He was already getting older. Yeah, I just Hugh, to look at the bitches. You know what? Hugh Hefner kind of seems to me like the Stan Lee of sex. Right, that's a very yeah. good analogy. Let me. Ask you you got to also remember there was a point in time did... where he was young, right, and he was. Yeah, and he had it going on, dude. I'm sure. He just got old and kept it Are going on. But that motherfucker, dude, he was that's how he built his magazine. Dude, he was building a magazine. He wasn't some old weird guy the whole time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, he was a young weird guy. He wasn't guy. some old guy with a robe on. You know, it'd be interesting to find Smoking out what his jacket. life was like before the magazine. No, check That'd this be. out, though. Think about this. Put your mind. Yeah, One that of those was... stories where he was taken advantage of by his babysitter. He was fucking yeah. raped when he was nine. You know, I right. don't know. She sucked him off when he was nine. Right. I'm sure there's something like that. Go ahead. What's up? <laughs> I was just saying, think. Sick of... fantasy guy wants to screw his mom or something weird, dude. Yeah. Hey, do you think any of his friends' moms like this day? <laughs> Maybe never... some crazy. You know, it's always something like. You know, listen, Kirk Douglas. I read his biography. Mm-hmm. Kirk Douglas. I read his biography. Now he came up. His da- <laughs> listen, he <laughs> fucked his neighbor when he was like eleven. <laughs> his neighbor, like, there's some story about some fucking lady changing yeah. John Holmes diaper, <laughs> giving him. <laughs> <laughs> but as a kid, there's a story like that out there, dog. Uh, okay, go on. No, I'm saying oh, Kirk Douglas. Kirk I read Douglas his his auto. What happened? He, I read his autobiography. Uh huh. It's called The Ragman's Son. Okay. Okay. His dad was a sold schmatzes, schmatzes, schmatas. What is that? What, how do you say rag? Schmatas. Yeah, schmatas. So he was in the schmata business. Yeah, and legit sold rags, meaning like pushed a cart. And we're talking right. like on the East Coast, I think, and like. I want to say 1920s or some mm. bullshit, right? So real poor, for real poor. Yeah. He said he had a neighbor, this middle-aged woman said she was pretty, dark hair. And he said, out of respect, I won't name who she was. Mm. But he said that he- was Elizabeth Taylor. And she seduced him. Oh, and well, he was for fucking, sure Elizabeth Taylor. He was, she was fucking him. 
and she and she popped this cherry. That's oh, what they shit. used to call it back then. Right. And um, that was some dude's wife. Think oh, about that. Shit. And he's eleven. Yeah, he's like eleven <laughs> or twelve or something like that. <laughs> and he said he said he was so excited, but he, he was supposed to be up with the groceries. He needed a little bit more than that. You figure you test your wife. He's eleven. I'm going to work out. I'll see you later. You don't think guys gonna be banging out your wife over the sink as soon as you leave? I mean, little eleven year old kid's gonna jump up on a stool and start fucking your wife. Try <laughs> to step up on a stool. <laughs> on a booster what seat. The fuck? On a booster seat. God damn! The kid just got out of the booster seat. <laughs> Kirk, He's already banging out your wife. But Kirk Douglas oh. in the book. I'll never forget. I probably read that when I was in eighth grade, and I mm-hmm. never forgot it as long as I live. Because there was a line in there where he's like, "There was so much hair." <laughs> Right, to a little kid like that. And back then, there was no shaving. He's probably like, I just came out of some place like that. <laughs> you look like the top well, of my brother. Five head. minutes ago, I just got out of Matt, <laughs> looks like you're sitting on top of my brother. <laughs> it's like sleeping in the high school. I don't want to go back in there. I just came out of there. You know, my dad smells selling <laughs> schmatas. You might want to you could probably do some business with you. <laughs> that thing's crazy uh, looking. Uh Anyway, it's like it was a South American jungle in there, huh? Yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah. Uh, but think about Hugh Hefner making a magazine when there was no internet porn. Think about how much power that is. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, dude. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's almost yeah, like- that was a global fucking sensation, man. Everybody had a Playboy. That was a, you know what I'm saying? It's like an anomaly, or what do you call something like that? An anomaly. Yeah, stand, It was in a field on its own because somehow he managed yes. to hit some space where it wasn't raunch. Right. Right. Was, and you, he was kind of like, well, you can't really, you know, what am I really doing wrong? He defined a class almost, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He absolutely defined a class. So, you know. Uh, yeah, I th- because women, women, a lot of women. We're okay with that magazine, bro. Yeah. Think about that, Jumahan. Oh. And and and, and you want to know something? All you would have had to do is position it and figure out how to get them okay. Guy's gonna like anything with fucking tits half out or out. Oh, for sure. That's easy. Right. We got a million fucks. How do we how do we begin with I bet you that in the starting point, that was like, all right, if we can get females not offended, they don't have to love it. Right, you just need to not be offended by it, not threatened by it. Right, there's a there, and is, we just need most of them. There's a weird space between totally impermissible and tantalizing. Do you think if you were at, uh, just come on, you can't really imagine because you didn't grow up there. You're not him, but in that time and space, do you think that that would have been something that a couple like him or somebody around him would have thought of? All right, look, going into it, we need to capture. Or we need to do this in order to make it happen. Do you think anybody yeah, was that bro. conscious or thinking? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, bro. And I bet you it's not, it's not as by itself as you think. Because I bet you, like, you had those weird books like Lady Chatterley's Lover. Women would love that book because there was kind of like an erotica aspect to it. If you watch Mad Men, there's an episode in there where they talk about Lady Chatterley's Lover, which is like an old novel, and it kind of presages the romance novel, right? And there were romance novels. Yeah, there was. Right, which is weird, like female porn. 
And it was really big in the 80s. Huge. And into the 90s. Big enough, massive, big enough that it could give Fabio a career. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, right? man. Right? Think about that. So I'm sure that they talked a lot about where's that line where it's like erotica that you could get at the store, but it's also for men. Mm-hmm. How do yeah. we hit that? Yeah. How do we hit that? And so he did, he he broadened he broadened the class out a little bit. So now there's levels to it. There's levels to porn. And you have every you have you know porn that's like truck driver porn where it's just like, you know, right. a sticky thing in the back of the fucking called Swank or, you know, whatever. I, I want to say that he had uh, a lot of female people on staff and in the mix. I'm sure coming he, out of the box. Literally. Right. Right. Um, yeah, so I would agree with that. A couple of things I wanted to sort of hit. Um, Steve. DMX pass. Everybody wants to know what you think about that. People are clamoring. I have to tell them. My inbox is jammed. <coughs> what does Big Lux think about I'll DMX? Be re- I'll be very honest about Go what ahead. I think about DMX. There's a few things. For one, make it very clear, I get DMX. When you're 50... And heading into your 50s and still fucking, you know, fucking around or just can't leave it alone or you just got access to money, you know, like there'll always be money there for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. One way or another. I get that because I might not be alive either, man, you know, because in, in if when you're on a run, like when you're on like a run, man, like, I mean, this might sound crazy to somebody else, but like. If there's still five thousand bucks left in the tank, there ain't no stopping. Like, yeah. I really, really think like, and I know some addicts and alcoholics kind of like myself, but, um, yeah, man, it's like, dude, I get that, dude, I get it. Um, and I said to somebody, if I might have said it last week to YouTube, on if this guy lives through it. If he lives and makes it, it may be the only thing that can get him to stop. Maybe. Maybe. Some shit like this doesn't fend. Get right back at it, you know? So, but if you're already 50, I can tell you the ro- what that road kind of looks like when you're doing that shit that that long. I mean, you got you you got the shit deep in you. When you're still fucking, you know what I'm saying? And that part I get. And I don't know, Chumahan, is that empathy that I have? Yeah. Where I understand. Yeah. I can imagine probably a lot of what that's felt and looked like in ways on an addict level. I'm not trying to say on any type of family, you know? And then when you throw that on it, maybe I don't know what it feels like. But I know what it feels like for the addict piece to not be able to stop, you know? And now I, I want to say something else, Juman. Go ahead. A lot of people are like, "Oh, DMX," and I get that, but I can't. I can't go down that road because what he did here it way overpowers the loss to me. Like, if you're listening right now, you should pray. 
You'd pray to have, you should pray to have a life experience or have a life like DMX had for 50 years. If you could have one-tenth of an experience, because basically, let me just say this. He basically showed up and shit on everybody and left. And he did it on his terms and he did it his way. And he probably right. died doing something he loved to do. Right. You know, that's interesting. Maybe contrast this with Nipsey Hussle. Okay. Why? Why? Okay. So we lost right. Nipsey. I agree with you to a certain extent. And I listen. For me, DMX was sometimes some workout music, and he, and, he, and it was interesting. Do I think he was the greatest of all time? And listen, I'm not. I'm not here to talk ill of the dead. I'm just saying, in my universe of musicians or whatever, he's notable because he created a space for himself. Right? There's nobody else like not him. DMX, no. Right. No. But do I think he was the greatest of all time? No. no. Okay. So I'm kind of curious though, because I'm looking at it, and you, and I think, dude, I think you're nailing it right on the head. I think you're nailing it right on the head, man. It's an addict issue on the one hand, and yeah, he had access. He he he, he had fuel for this ship to continue to go down, and he did it on his terms. Mm-hmm. And this isn't something to feel sorry for him about because you know what? Exactly what you said. There's a lot of people. Who aren't even addicted to anything that are going to die at 50 and they ain't even done shit. Wow. Say that again, Juman. There's a lot of people who are going to die at 50 who are not addicts and they haven't done shit. Dude, listen to that, man. I like it when you say shit like that. What did I just say? I don't even remember. But that's what I'm saying. Because God was speaking through you at that moment. (laughs) When he does that, we don't even, that's like, I don't even know what I said. Hey, uh. You're right, man. And uh, he did it big. He did it his way. He, and I know. Do I think he's a... I agree with you on that, Juman. No. Is he the greatest rapper? No. He might not even be in my top five. Right. But he was... His flow and his get down and his whole thing was so dope, so him, so... Indiv- like. That the, that he let, he impermeated all. You can't say DMX and say rap. You know, he is definitely somebody that uh, affected and made a huge footprint. And I was a fan of his. And and you know, if there's such thing as a rap hall of fame, I would certainly say DMX would be in it. Would be in it. I, I would agree. Now now let now that we've said our piece, let's turn to the the actual music guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's turn to the music. Hey, now let me just say this. Well, before we before we turn to him, yeah, I am under the assumption, and we don't know this, but I'm under the assumption that uh, DMX was smoking some dope. He probably got the good dope. Oh, so, he probably got the those yeah, hubbas. Yeah, so I I would imagine, and that's why I say like. You know, man, let me just say this and then we'll turn to Sean. I know that you, I understand that people, like, drugs are bad, they kill you. I understand that, certainly. I have a son, I have relatives, I have, you know, uncles, everybody in my life. I have a lot of that, friends. I get that. But you guys got to understand, by the time you're 50, this is not some 16, 15-year-old kid or at whatever age, doing fentanyl or something like that. There's some serious choices being made. Right. Like, you know by this point in time that the way you get down, your heart could explode at any minute, and you're getting older and older, 
and you're still playing around with this shit. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So, dude, there was something. He enjoyed that did something for him. That was his vice. And, yeah, it took him out. And But, yeah, man, that guy. So that's what all I got to say is I get the dude um, to that extent. Sean, give us. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Give us Just your, like I told you. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, like Jumon said, let's get. You know, what do you think about all this? Uh, my take isn't isn't uh, very different from Chu's in the sense that he's he was, you know, he worked his his niche. He had his his groove. He had a very aggressive style, and everybody kind of dug into that, and and um, and he was very unique. But I. It, he wasn't someone that I listened to. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's my. So did you? Like I told you. Uh, well, you know what? Yeah, I. What at the time when he came out? Yeah. Did you find him um, entertaining? No. Okay. Shumon. Uh. Yes. And part of part of my enjoyment for DMX was, you know what it. it Actually, I'll tell you something. Part of my enjoyment for DMX, there was two pieces to it. One is partially informed by Dave Chappelle. Mm. Because Dave Chappelle, he had a bit on DMX, which was like, you know, you're crazy, right? You're into something crazy and the crack rock's a motherfucker. But at the same time, we can't, I can't hate you because you're all in. Like, you're all in. I'm not going to hate because you're all in. And he had a whole bit, and it was great. Then the flip side is I did find, and I, I, I did find that when I was pumping iron, there were a couple of tracks of his where I, it would make me mad. Mm. Like, I would listen to it and get fucking pissed mm. and be like, I want to punch something or lift some fucking weights. Right. Okay. Those things I, 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 I liked. And I'll even go further. You know, Howard Stern had a bit uh, where, because DMX came straight out and had a song called My Niggas. And he, he just was just, he put it out there, right? And Stern thought that was the funniest shit he'd ever heard because it's so crazy. Like, it's so out there. It's so in your face. And he did a, a parody version of that. So I was introduced to that. So I respected DMX's commitment. Now, looking back at some of the beats... I'm like, oh, I wish I wish that some producer would have had the same level cuz he does his I think some of his energy. His energy. That's what I'm going <sighs> to say. His energy was platinum. There's no there's no yeah, was he the, like you said, is he in a top 5? No, but I'll tell you what, if you were to put a top 5 of energy, yeah. Oh th- yeah. That motherfucker's in in right, the top right, 5. Right. He had energy. Yeah. And now it, have you ever have you ever done have you ever partaken in the in the uh crack rock? Of course. Is that the same energy? Would you would you liken the energy of crack being to the energy that DMX had uh showcased in his raps? You're saying did his energy come from crack? Right. 
No, no, no. Like, uh-huh. he's one of those dudes that was like, they probably had his ass on trying to. No, they probably were trying to get his ass on Riddling when he was young. <laughs> he's like your typical bass head. Like he can't really sit still. He doesn't right. really fucking finish sentences. Blurts out shit. Says shit that doesn't really pertain. You know, like I got he, ADHD, but I don't listen though. Yeah, like he. That's how he. But you look at him. Look at him in all his interviews. I mean, it's he's like that. And then when you start compounding. He was. Uh, he was. You start compounding the dope on top of it. Uh, it's just making you more and more. You know, dude. He uh, was in a, in a weird way. This is what I'm gonna say, and I don't mean this to be disrespectful at all, but this is what I'm gonna say. In a weird way, DMX was kind of like that Alex Jones dude level energy, but like the hip hop version because. Alex Jones is a weird conspiracy guy, uh-huh. and he makes no sense. Right, but I, even me, who I'm like, uh-huh. I'm against all that shit. Right? I don't even right. give a shit. Right, I'm not down for Alex Jones. I don't care about Infowars, but I could listen to that guy because he's just so intense and he's so crazy, and his non sequiturs, and he's sweating and he's yelling uh-huh. and he's pissed off, but you're not sure at what. I feel like DMX was that like decades before that motherfucker was rolling. Um, real quick, Rafa Lin, Lin Harris wants us to. Uh, he said that keep your shit the hardest. Keep your shit the hardest. Hey, uh, real quick, just do a quick intro since he's coming in at the tail end of this. Uh, Steve, who's your buddy? Yeah, Memo Black Chicano's here in the house from South Central, live and direct. Does he uh, does he know anything about uh, hip hop? Oh, oh, you know yeah, some man. things about hip hop. All right. Yeah, uh, you got to know some things oh, about yeah. hip hop. All right. Here. So, you know what we'll do is, uh, what we'll do is, uh, let's play uh, Rafa's uh, suggestion on DMX for a minute, for a little second on DMX, and then let's get uh, Memo's take on, on sort of where we're at with okay. all that. Sure. All right. <laughs> all right. Hold on one second. Uh, hopefully, it's not too loud. Let's see. Hopefully there's not like a 10 minute intro. Oh, yeah. What is there that? Go. Oh now, shit, here we go. What I is, mean, there's better DMX. What's shit, your man. What's your DMX hey? What's the Big Lux shit. DMX pick? Come on, bro. Shut him down. What is that one? Shut him down. Open up shop. Yeah. What is that called? <laughs> what's the name of that? That motherfucker's off the hook. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Is that the Rough Riders anthem? Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, let's see. And then I'll give you the one. Shits in money, power, and respect, though. That's the best. That's his verse. It's a badass. This is the game that. This is not that changed the game for him, bro. Put the Rump Riders on. Yeah. Yeah, this is big, bro. This is big. That shit shit hit number one right now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, at the time it was big, dude. Like yeah. that shit was as com- like. Hell yeah! Uh, uh, yeah. All in all, pain. Yeah. 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 
Excellent. What about this? Give it to you. This is the one that I listen to when I'm lifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Shit is mine. Yeah. Motherfuckers. A fucking game. It's not a Fuck fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I will say I probably said that a million times in uh, money, no fucking game. money, power, and respect Is probably in my top ten uh, Favorite rap songs And he's in that fucking rap song, man That He kills it yeah, man. What? Come on. Good workout. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got something to do. Yeah. Sure. Alright, alright. Now everybody yeah, shut the fuck up. Again. We've all had our piece. We've talked about where we think DMX really is, despite the tragedy where he really man. is in the hip hop game in terms of a musician. Uh-huh. We've talked about his energy. Oh man. We've talked about the fact that he doesn't apologize, right? Uh what we haven't done yet though is contrast uh this situation with the Nipsey Hustle situation. But now let's oh, turn right. to a, a professional, you know, a man who creates his own music, an artist in his own right, a memo, <laughs> uh, you know, and don't hold any punches. This ain't no political fucking speech. We're not here to elect you president. You're a, you're you're a, an artist, goddammit. I'm I've been I've been making music recently, but I'm not really an artist. Oh. I've, I've I've I throw festivals. That's what I do, bro. I I throw festivals. With old school music that All right. really do. Ne- yeah. the next time I talk you up and I go you're an artist you just go yeah I'm an artist <laughs> because you know what there's an art to even throwing a festival no that's true okay no, and there's an art to loving a woman alright but my point is is yeah. you gotta just go with it yeah. <laughs> it's funny it's funny that you said that because my homies actually say like you're the o- you're the only artist we know bro that has no art like <laughs> you're the- <laughs> I'm always talking shit about the, the homies and what they need to be doing they're like bro you're the only we're gonna put that on your grave the artist that had no art. you know what tell them, go, tell, what? Tell, tell, tell us tell your friends tell your homies <laughs> that I said that the American Indian said you know what that's the hardest oh. art of all Right. That's the hardest art of all. Be an artist without art? You think that's easy? <laughs> that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. They were trying to say, like, I'm, I'm poetic. Everything I do, you know what I mean? Like, right. Poetic, you but... live art. You right. don't need to fucking hang some shit on the wall. That's for yeah. suckers. Are yeah. you, would you, would you call it, uh, would you call it, um, I'm just getting your text that you're outside. <laughs> uh, um, uh, St. James says, inside. what's up? Yeah. Hey, would you call that, would you say you're a promoter? Would uh, that be the proper term? I, I guess so. I put Wait. that on, I put that on my you know what event coordinator. It was the first time I did my taxes like um on Monday mm. ever in my entire life. Oh yeah. yeah. How old are you? Just like Donald 25. Trump. Just like okay. Donald Trump. But I've never done my twenty five. Yeah, but you I've never done like... my taxes never before. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's listen. always been shoebox money forever. And then, IRS, wow. if you're listening, you made a long time not doing not paying your taxes. Yeah. For hey, sure. IRS, if you're if you're listening, IRS, <laughs> I just want to know that this is a guest. I'm not affiliated. And his name is John Smith. Uh, <laughs> 547 I don't agree with that uh, I don't agree with that uh, You know I've always paid my taxes Thank you um, But go Okay DMX And then let's not do the interview Let's take a break And then get to the actual interview So we can properly showcase this artist okay. Alright so DMX What's your take? Um, Man he was like the he was like the Mike Tyson of of rap, you know. He was like the mm. that dude, like you know, you know, mm. you know. There's some people that are like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> you a know good I mean? dis- that's a great description. There's so yeah. many interviews of DMX just like talking about like fucking. I was cracked out in the fucking <laughs> in the hood, fucking. You know, and my and I was cracked out in the hood, dolo by myself in the car, fucking. You know, like crazy stories, like right. you know that we have, like you know he he was real, he was that, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. He, he was un- unapologetically fucking, you know, an addict. He was everything, you know. He was fucking. He was real fucking. 
You know what I mean? It's hard to be that in a in a rapper, and he fucking was doing it both. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard to be a real. I mean, I think that I think that might that might actually uh, I think that that's a great discussion. And then both of you guys, real quick, Nipsey Hustle and this situation. Okay, but wait a second here. Okay, so now we want to. What do you? Are we just comparing them to? I, I'm just asking you, like, because I was thinking you're about it from somewhere. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I was, okay, <laughs> I was thinking about tragic endings of hip hop, notable mm -hmm. hip hop people, artists, okay, right? Right. One is sort of, I wouldn't say it was at the <laughs> end. Tupac? Well, no, but mm -hmm. recent. Oh, okay. okay recent. Just Nipsey recent. Hustle, right? Okay. Yeah. Nipsey Hustle to me encapsulates the idea that uh, a lot of young potential and goodness didn't quite get its chance in the sun totally, right? We lost a young, we don't know, James Deanish, like what, what could have been had he been allowed to get the long run? And then you have DMX on the other side of it, which is a, a storied, a journeyed guy who had some, who had some hits under his belt, right? And mm -hmm. what he did was kind of a lot of it. What not all of it was behind him, and it's still a tragedy. And I was kind of curious as to also comparing, you know, should people are because I'm getting the sense that people are coming out for DMX in a similar way, which they're kind of starting to put him up on a pedestal. And I'm not trying to not say he wasn't a great artist. I'm just mm -hmm. saying. Is this the same kind of thing as a Nipsey Hustle, where you can all of a sudden enshrine him in some new area that he might not have been in his real mm -hmm. life? Mm -hmm. DMX definitely deserves to be up there in legend status, though. He been needed. To, he already was like solidified though before. Uh, like I, I, you could kind of make that argument for a Nip a little bit though. Like mm -hmm. like they they pushed Nip into mm -hmm. like, a whole different like. He was a good rapper, but you know, he, you know, I wouldn't have said that he was like all the way up to where they they pushed him at right now. But, oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. so, uh, so Memo Chose his 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 take on it is actually on some level you should put DMX on pedestal because he actually achieved some shit and he was actually solidified his style. He was real, right? He yeah. talked real. And Nipsey, good-looking guy, maybe. And no, I'm not saying he you're was saying good that. too, though. He was, he but was solid, he solid hadn't food. quite, you know, flowered or done his thing yet, right? He was, he was. If Nipsey had gotten to do what he wanted to do, he would have been the West Coast Jay Z. He would have been. He would have ended up doing exactly what Jay Z did. Yep. He would have fucking because uh, he was on the business tip. He was not on the like you know. He fucking he was focused street business all that you know. He would have definitely took it to where Jay Z took it. Um, but he didn't get a chance to do that shit. He was buying property, fucking, you know, I mean, all this shit he was doing. Yeah, because that's the end of the morning show, oh. and we're going to wrap. Fuck. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, you had something to no, say? Fuck. No, you <laughs> no, had something fuck, to say. Man. <laughs> I didn't know if you had something they, to they, say. Better look at the fucking name of our fucking show. <laughs> I'm going to fucking put that shit tattooed. I'm going to put tattooed on my neck. Go so ahead. When you're talking, you can constantly fucking see that. Look. Right. Go ahead. I mean, on my please neck. do it okay. on your neck. But uh, let's go. What, so you have a... no. What are I? What are I? I just want to say that that uh, I understand what you're saying when they start. I agree with you in in, in in what you said. I agree with both of you. You you know they do sometimes different groups of people. We'll start adding in some shit, right? Right. DMX is for sure 
like I said, should be in the Hall of Fame of yeah. rap music. Like that dude did. That. Yeah. He came to the planet in his fifty years and shit on it. Nobody could do what he did. That's true. I mean, that's true. He really did. Like, and every rapper will tell you lyrically, that dude's flowing the way he did shit. Can't fuck with that dude. Mm-hmm. He does his thing. But give him that. Nip man is is again man like these are these are uh, man dude yeah he you know everybody is all about that gangster shit until gangster shit starts happening you know like and he was I fucked with that dude did a collaboration had multiple uh, conversations man with him at a first name basis. And I'm telling you, man, this dude knew exactly what was up. Right. Yeah. He was like, all right, da, 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 da. And, he's, and he was real clear on, like, anybody could be touched. And I'm definitely a feather in somebody's hat. Right. If they can get me, you know? Right. And that's, you know, so, you know, these are, these are but then the last thing I'm going to wrap it up with, and I think the reason you are bridging these two gentlemen together. Go ahead. Is that you? You smell automatically the systemic shit going on. These dudes ultimately come from a place where they were not let in. They were they were the 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 the, the opportunities and the game was not even for these guys. If you look at where they come from, yeah. You know, one had a drug addiction and one suffered gang violence. Yeah. The kid that went to Yale and lo- and comes from. Uh, New Hampshire, yeah, from that pretty little street. Mm-hmm. He isn't exposed to these things like that at that level, right? It's not surrounding him. He doesn't have to navigate through that. Yeah, and these dudes somewhere along the line got caught up in that, and it took their lives away. Fame and all that shit didn't matter. This shit is in them. So I think they're, you know, that's something to really take a look at. And when you start looking at a lot of these artists in that world. A lot die from two things, you know. So I agree with that. That yeah. listen, you said, and I think you're right. I think I do on some de- like level sense guys that are outside the system. That's why I'm linking them a little bit. I think you said something profound just now. So I think we should leave it there. And I'm glad <laughs> that you grabbed the end of that show and pulled it back because uh, that was awesome what you just said. I agree with that. Yeah, like we do about this time. Adios, amigos, from the Hard Luck Show. I'm from Westside. Uh, uh, uh. I'm from Westside. Uh, uh, uh. I'm from Westside. Uh, uh.